You are listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. Hi, today's show is sponsored by Private Private Super Secret Secure VPN. Want to make all your internet activities super duper private? Use this VPN. Click on our referral link below to get your first year free. Private Private Super Secret Secure VPN. They'll protect your privacy. How do they protect my privacy? Uh, through their advanced encryption and privacy mechanisms. And how do these work? You don't need to understand how it works, just know that it does. No, seriously, how much data about me are they collecting? What permissions are they requiring? Has their code ever been audited? Do you know anything about this VPN you're promoting? Just take the free year, dude. Actually, I'm gonna go take the advice of people who've actually vetted the products they're pushing. Good luck finding one of those. Everyone is pushing VPNs these days, telling you that it's the best way to watch the Netflix catalogue of another country, to avoid government censorship and surveillance in oppressive countries, to hide your IP address from websites, stay safe on public Wi-Fi, and stop your ISP spying on your internet activities. These things might be true, but it really depends on which VPN you're using, and there are thousands to choose from. Just be careful not to choose a bad one. It turns out that an overwhelming number of VPNs are actively harvesting and selling your data, capturing passwords, credentials, and movements from your web activities, and doing all number of awful things. There is a dark underbelly to the VPN world that most people don't want to talk about. Maybe it's because they're making money hand over fist from VPN affiliates, or are sponsored by companies that own these VPNs. Or maybe it's because it's really, really hard to actually know what your VPN is doing. Or maybe it's even more nefarious and they're afraid to talk about it. Yeah, that's a real thing too. This is a giant industry that has a lot of money. In this video, we're going to give you a peek behind the VPN curtain. Which VPN companies own? Which review sites? Which VPN permissions demand far too much access to your machine? Which code has appalling security? The lies that companies have been telling on their websites and the giant red flags in a lot of this code that scream data collection. To put this video together, we leaned heavily on an awesome report from consumer reports. If you want to read further about any of this, we've linked it in our video description. And this video was inspired by an awesome presentation I saw at DEF CON this year, given by Jonathan Tomek, VP of Research and Development at Digital Envoy. Jonathan and I caught up later so that he could explain more of his research to me, starting with an explanation of what a VPN does. VPNs at one point in time served a very specific purpose, which was having an ability to have a secure connection between yourself and another network, hence VPN, virtual private network. A VPN is like a secure tunnel you can go through that connects you with another network on the other side. Like let's say there's a local network in an office and someone wants to access it from their home. That local network might not be accessible from the public internet, but the remote worker could create a tunnel that runs through the internet and just connects these two endpoints, the home and the office's network. What was the real intent of a VPN? It's to secure your transport from A to B. But giving your traffic the ability to merge to the internet through someone else's local network has all kinds of other potential use cases. It can help get around censorship blocks related to IP addresses, hide your browsing habits from your ISP, limit some types of tracking. The secure tunnel itself can offer some protection on public Wi-Fi. But masking an IP address is not the same as granting anonymity. With VPNs, they never really were intended to be an anonymity tool. 
it was intended just to give you security. But thanks to sweeping marketing copy from countless VPN companies, many people are convinced otherwise. Unrivaled internet anonymity, keep all prying eyes at bay, stay untraceable and anonymous online, and safe from hackers and snoopers. Turn yourself digitally invisible. What we want it to be is probably not what everybody thinks it is. Research from Consumer Reports indicates 75% of the most popular VPNs misrepresent their products. But it gets worse. Many VPNs are just a shell hiding a data collection scheme, a wolf in sheep's clothing. First, there's the free VPNs. There's so many free ones out there. Why are they free? They're trying to collect your information because they're making money off of it. Like, I'm pretty positive that that's literally the purpose that they even exist for free. It's just data collection points. And there's a lot of data collection that goes on in the VPN world. I call them data laundering because it's a service that's paying for itself. It's, it's a dual purpose app. Everybody's watching every single thing that you're doing. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Unfortunately, this isn't just a problem with the free VPNs. Whether it's a free or a paid VPN, there's additional ways to make money off of the people mm -hmm. using it. And they're making money hand over fist. And on top of selling your data. They really oftentimes aren't even doing security that well. Usually they say they're a VPN, but it's just a proxy. No security, it's just hopping through different like access points. Similar to VPNs, proxy servers establish connections on your behalf and also protect your IP address from the end party. However, proxy servers are not always encrypted, which allows your internet traffic to be intercepted and analyzed. Let's dive deeper into some of the major security vulnerabilities and other dodgy stuff going on by looking at specific VPNs. First, we'll look at OneClick VPN. OneClick VPN, free VPN for Chrome. This has 3 million users. A free app that is doing very specific malicious activity. Wait, malicious activity like what? They have a lot about monitoring your keyboard activity, about your mouse movements, about what you're typing and how fast you're typing. That's a huge deal. So these are all instructions telling the VPN capture all of these things that the user is doing. Yes. People just don't know. Like, it's, it's terrible. Why would information like mouse movements be useful? Well, to help create more effective botnets, for one. All these bots are really trying to mimic human behavior. So what better way than to steal human behavior? And if this is not doing bot mitigation. They're stealing certain things of what you're doing. There's also major security issues with this VPN, like these secret internals published in the source code. Those are basically setting different variables that can be used throughout the rest of the program that might be part of their encryption key. It's obvious from the stern warning, do not use next to the code, that this is sensitive data. But they hard-coded it, and that's just terrible to even have. Very, very bad practice. But they also hard-coded usernames and passwords into the code. Whose username and password is this? Is this admin? What's going on here? That's to the server itself. That's to the node. And it's all hard-coded right there for anybody to use. What does that mean exactly? You can use that service as a proxy, but it doesn't mean you couldn't do more if you found a way to play with it. There are so many vulnerabilities on a local system that you can become root and you now have full control of the box. You now can do anything. It's really bad to reveal your server credentials publicly, but what do you expect from a free service? Let's look at another free service aptly named FreeVPN. FreeVPN, the fastest one in the house, the one that's 200,000 users. That one actually is ripping off other 
free VPN or free proxies. It turns out that happens a lot with free VPNs. One app is released on the Play Store and then a hundred other apps will copy it. As soon as there's one free VPN that may exist, in this case, it was Earth VPN. That is now a publicly accessible VPN anybody can use. Then comes malicious actor A, B, C, D, they can all use that same network. It's common for different apps to rip off code, but it's also possible that something else might be going on here instead. Maybe they're actually the same provider themselves because nobody else may have known that maybe EarthVPN and this FreeVPN are the same people. And those servers are just keeping and collecting all the data. There's no real way to know unless we deeply investigate and that might take months, if not years sometimes, because it's that hard. Understanding who is really behind these apps can be tremendously difficult. Understanding what these apps are even doing is even harder. We don't always know. We can look at their code, but sometimes their code doesn't explain it because it might be happening somewhere else, like maybe in the server process. That's how some of these apps get past certain checks because they're not doing nefarious activities, but the servers are. That's the scary part. This app just exists in the Play Store. I don't even know if these are fake or real reviews. Next, let's look at Zenmate. Four million users. You gotta hope that this is a secure app that is regularly updated. Luckily, app stores have started mandating that apps keep their software maintained or they'll be kicked out of the store. One of the new functions that have happened in not only the Play Store, but also in the iTunes Store is you have to update every X amount of time. I think it was every couple months. Let's take a look at Zenmate's version history. Version 5.1.5. We did some under the hood work and improved experience to make your VPN experience with us so much smoother. Version 5.1.4. We did some under the hood work and improved experience to make your VPN experience with us so much smoother. Noticing a pattern? Every single update is the exact same thing. There's a lot like that. And they probably are doing it automated because that keeps their app in the store. App stores are filled with empty shells of apps that are never updated, but just left there, hoping to attract users and collect their data. There's something else that's interesting in the Zenmate code. References to the Ethereum main chain. Why is that part of a VPN? Great question. Why would a VPN need to be doing anything blockchain related? There's no reason other than if they were using it for uh, potentially mining while you're running these apps. Not at all suspicious or dodgy. Next, let's dive into Azure VPN and Hula VPN and some of the permissions that they want. Why is Azure VPN collecting your location? Why is Hula collecting your device ID, call information, phone status and identity? What do you think is going on here? That data is going to be sold. That's the best solution to it. Obviously, they're not going to tell us that, but as discerning consumers, we can all read between the lines and make some guesses. They want to make extra money somewhere. They might say very specifically, oh, we're using your location so we can get you the best access or best service quality. I don't personally believe that because the internet doesn't work based upon physical location. The internet works based upon speed nothing else. So you don't need precision location for any of that. You know what else a VPN doesn't need in order to work effectively? Wi-Fi connection information. It doesn't need storage. It doesn't need location. It means like extremely minimal requirements. If your VPN is requesting unnecessary data, it should be a big red flag. That's one of the biggest things that people don't consider when they're using their mobile devices is we kind of allow access because we want to use something on the phone. You start reading into some of these permissions that you're granting them, which are run on startup or mm. run in the background. You now have a lot more potential nefarious activities that could take place 
that you might not really know about until way after the fact. Now let's go to Nord and ExpressVPN. You know how we just looked at those really bad permissions from Azza and Hula? Surely household names like Nord and Express will be much better, right? They're doing the same things. In fact, Express is doing them worse because they have precision location and pairing with other Bluetooth devices, which is very data broker-esque. Because why would your VPN ever need Bluetooth? There's literally no purpose. To be clear, we don't know why these companies are collecting that data. They don't ever talk about why they need these permissions. They just have them. All we can do is put on our read between the lines hat and make a good guess. They're selling that data. They have to be. Somebody's paying good money for it too. Again, just a guess. It's probably fine. This is fine. Now hold up, doesn't Nord swear that they don't collect data? This review on Tom's Guide says, on its website, NordVPN reassures us that absolutely no identifying data is collected or stored when users connect to any server. There are lots of review sites that parrot this claim. Nord spends a good amount of money making sure that they have trust when it comes to data collection. I'm not sure whether this particular review was paid, but it's common practice for VPN companies to pay for reviews. The reason why we're particularly skeptical of Nord's data collection claims is that Consumer Reports compared the practices of different VPNs and Nord performed the worst when it came to disclosure about data collecting. And every company they looked at except NordVPN claimed to limit data collection and provided a complete list of how data collected aligns with the functions or features of the service delivered. But Nord didn't. They say they don't do a lot of things, they collect a ton. It's also an interesting choice of words to say that no identifying data is collected or stored when users connect to any server. What about unidentifying data, but that which can be correlated later? What about data collected when users aren't connected to any server? The fact is that Nord's website says they maintain a strict no-logs policy, but in the same breath, they also comply with law enforcement. So which is it? And so many VPNs, including Nord, use dark patterns on their website. This is when a user interface has been carefully crafted to trick users into doing certain things. In the case of Nord, they've been accused of making it incredibly difficult for users to cancel their services. Not the greatest behavior. Now let's talk about the elephant in the room. Who owns all these VPNs? It turns out that 105 VPNs are owned by just 24 companies. One of them is a company called Cape Technologies. There's multiple VPNs that are all owned by Cape and they keep them separate on purpose so that you can say, oh, hey, but I've been using PIA. What does that have to do with Express? Well, they're the same. Cape owns CyberGhost, ZenMate, PIA, PrivateVPN, and they just bought ExpressVPN for just under a billion dollars. The servers are still owned by the same companies. They also own several review sites, just so they look really good too. Sites like VPN Mentor and WizCase. It's important to know who owns different VPNs so that you're aware of who is getting access to your data, which parent companies have relationships with data brokerage companies, what the leadership is like. In the case of Cape Technologies ExpressVPN, this is an important question. They really were not the best of individuals that you'd want to trust your security with. The CIO of ExpressVPN is Daniel Garrick, who came into the spotlight last year for working as a cyber spy for the United Arab Emirates and being involved in projects that used hacking tools to spy on human rights activists, journalists, and political rivals. If you're at the top and that's what you're doing, I couldn't imagine what the rest of the organization's doing. Another well-known VPN megacorp is NordSec Limited, who owns NordVPN, Surfshark, and AtlasVPN. And then there's 
there's an interesting corporation called Ziff Davis. They officially claim to own six different VPNs, but actually own or operate at least 13. Some of the companies they control include StrongVPN, IPVanish, SaferVPN, and Encrypt.me. They also own the review sites PCMag, GearLog, Extreme Tech, and more. What makes them particularly interesting is their VPN service called WLVPN. That literally stands for white label VPN. Tons of VPN providers out there buy WLVPN and white label them. To white label something means you take an existing product and just rebrand it to make it look like you had made it. If you ever go to Costco and you want to know the Kirkland brand, those are all white labeled products. So Kirkland's vodka is Grey Goose. It's hmm. the same thing, but they can offer it for a cheaper price, especially under their brand. If you look under the hood of many seemingly different VPNs out there, a lot of it is the same product from Ziff Davis. They can brand it any way they want. There's a whole bunch of WLVPN white-labeled companies out there. Namecheap, for example, uses WLVPN. So does Overplay and Pornhub. Ziff Davis is even larger than we realize because all these products use WLVPN. Right. They are a VPN selling service to companies to offer VPNs. And finally, on the subject of who owns which VPNs, 33% of all free VPNs are Chinese. China is a country that loves to suck in as much data as possible. That's really their mantra. When they compromise systems on the internet, their goal is just pull as much data as possible, and then we'll sift through it later. If China wants to collect the data, what better way than to offer free services? We could really go down a rabbit hole about what kind of data China is actually collecting, but let's just use them as an example of why we should all be concerned about protecting our data. China has all kinds of data collection schemes, and that data fuels their Orwellian social credit system, which they use to subjugate their own people. Being discredited makes it hard to get a job, a loan, a hotel room, or put kids in certain schools. There's even an app that shows who around you is in debt. But when it comes to using VPNs to collect data about people... It's not only about China. I mean, China is just one country that's trying to do this. The lesson is that we have no control over how future regimes might use data that's been collected about us. So we need to start being far more careful about protecting that data today. And that means making better choices when it comes to VPNs and not immediately believing every influencer who tells you to use XVPN, their show sponsor. It's important to realize that commissions for VPN affiliates are astronomical across the board. I like to read between the lines on this. What says something more in this affiliate conversion rates is exactly how much money that people are making. Surfshark, for example, offers 40% commission. What if someone buys a three-year plan based on your recommendation? You're making 40% of that. That's, that's a lot of money really quick. But that also shows you that Surfshark is making that much more that they can give this much up, they're still making billions of dollars. It's like stupid money they're making. We're not against show sponsors or offering VPN affiliates. The point of this is not to begrudge people who offer these links, it's to understand that the VPN industry is incredibly opaque, and most of the people promoting certain services probably aren't aware themselves of what's actually going on behind the scenes. So when you're choosing tools for your privacy toolbox, it's a good idea to research what the security experts are saying. I always default to Mulvad as one of my favorite ones. Yeah. I mean, there are others, but experts can disagree. And they do disagree. So start your digging. 
your choices are in your hands with your privacy journey. There's some great information out there, you just have to learn how to look for it and how to read between the lines. If you'd like to support our free educational content that teaches people how to live a modern, privacy-conscious lifestyle, visit nbtv.media support. We could really use your help. Liking, sharing and commenting on our videos also makes a big difference. Make sure you're subscribed so that you never miss our tips on carving out some free space in this digital world and thanks for watching. I'm a Bitcoin parent.